How y'all doing this morning? Come on now. Y'all got to get louder than that. I'm very insecure, very shy, withdrawn. I'm just kidding. I used to be a youth pastor, so if y'all could like uh, start texting, make me feel right at home. No, I'm just kidding. It is an honor for me to be here. My name is Patrick Waters, and um, I'm on staff at Liberty Church. I'm the Next Steps pastor over there. I like to tell everybody I'm the, the eye candy of our church. You know, I'm that one you <laughs> keeps them coming back. But uh, isn't, when I say it's an honor, it is truly an honor for me to be here. Because I preached a year ago and Brad asked me to come back. Pastor Brad did. So I was like, did he hear what I preached a year ago? And he still got me back? Okay, praise him. But uh, when, he, when he messaged me, he said, hey, what does your calendar look like? I forgot what month I'm in. May 19th. And I said, whatever you need. My calendar just freed up for you because I have an incredible love for TC. I've said it before. I say it again. I would not be in ministry today if it wasn't for Pastor Dan. I love you. I honor you, sir. Thank you for speaking into my life. Um, Pastor talked about, they talked about the Freedom Conference earlier, True, and Pastor J.O. talked about the Freedom Conference, and I was honored to be able to take your staff through Freedom a year and a half ago, a while back, and now they're going through it, and, and Pastor Brad spoke yesterday, and y'all, he killed it, oh, and I was even like, why do I got to follow him? I'm like, I got to follow that? Come on, that ain't fair, but when, when, couple things. When he asked me, it was an immediate yes. I was honored to be here. And second thing I did was I said, what do you want me to preach on? Because I'm a man of, of respect and submission. This is y'all's house. This is pastor's pulpit. And it's, it's a big thing to let someone else step into your pulpit. And I honor him allowing me to do that. So he told me that we're doing imagine. I'm in. Anybody here in? Come on. Yeah. What week are we in, Pastor? Week two, week three, something like that? Okay. So anyways, <laughs> the only thing I have to say was I'm glad Pastor Brad's so good at preaching because I could not find the beat with him drumming this morning. I was like, <laughs> I'm glad the worship team killed it. They carried him. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Praise God. Um. This building and this campus is very special to me. I got saved here June 1st of 1996. And so I'm coming up on 23 years of salvation in a couple of weeks. And, and it's crazy to me that I'm that old. I look in the mirror and I go, who's that good looking young guy? And then my wife keeps me humble and goes, man, you look old. Have you colored your beard lately? And so I colored this morning, y'all. But what I want to preach to you about is about one of my favorite people who would imagine in the Bible. And when he said, I'm in, he meant I'm in. And I want to talk to you about one of my heroes, David. King David. King David did some cool stuff. Yeah, he messed up a little. But he did some cool stuff. And, and what I think about is, you know, when I first got saved June 1st, I came out of a rough life, you know. I still have physical scars to prove it. 
And I look at King David, and, and King David was a shepherd. King David hung out with sheep. And how many of y'all know? Yeah, anybody ever here ever been around sheep? They stink a lot. And if you slip up and don't pay attention, they'll bite you. They wouldn't have been me, but once I'd have knocked that sheep out. <laughs> Had a new jacket, be like, ooh, what is that? I'd be like, wool. But when I first got saved, everything was new and shiny and the air smelled different. And I remember I worked at a golf course and, and I hated that job because I had to be to work at like 4 a.m. And before that, when I worked in bars, we didn't close till 4 a.m. So it was kind of a shift for me. And I remember one day I was on in the sand trap and we had this cool four-wheeler doom buggy golf cart thing with a rake on the back. And I'm raking it out so it looked good for all the golfers. And let me just say this up front. Golf is a stupid sport. And so I am raking this sand trap out, and there's ants crawling. And the Holy Spirit, man, I could hear his voice clear, goes, turn the machine off, get off. Pick up a handful of sand, get the ants. And so I'm looking at this ant walk around the sand, and he said, I made that sand. He said, you can't make sand. Nobody can make sand. You take all the top scientists from the beginning of time until now and you put them together, they can't make one grain and look how many's in this sand trap. He said, go to the beach and look at all the sand on the beach. He said, I'm the one that said to the ocean this far and no farther. This is how far you can come. And I was just like, blown away. But what I didn't realize when I first got saved is what David probably didn't realize in this story in 1 Samuel 17 is that in your life, this is point one. You will face giants. They look different for everybody. There was a time in my life where giants was drugs and alcohol. There was a time in my life where my giant was paranoia and anger and violence. Some of y'all know there's time in my life where after all that went away, my giant was food. I love food, y'all. The way it tastes and smells and, and tastes. And when you put different flavors together and you put it in a tortilla, I don't care what it is. If you put it in a tortilla, it's going to be good. And if it's not good, you can put hot sauce on it and it'll be great. But it's facing a giant. I have faced many giants in my life and, and King David faced many giants. But here's the deal. David didn't know he was going to face a giant. We go through our life every day just walking, minding our own business. And what happens? Giant. And you're like, whoa. Come on, man. I was just trying to get some at Target and go through the checkout lane by myself. I wasn't trying to fight this giant. And I want to talk to you a little bit about my man, Goliath. It's in 1 Samuel 17. It starts in 4. It says, a champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits in a span. I didn't go to math college, but that's big. Like my man Gus back here, he's big. He looks small compared to Goliath. Let me just say that. He had on a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. I did the math on that. That's about 125 pounds. That's a lot. That's just what his armor weighed. It says his legs he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was that like that of a weaver's rod, and the iron point weighed 600 shekels. That's 15 pounds. 
The tip of the spear weighed 15 pounds. Let me tell you something. If someone throws something at you and it hits you and it weighs 15 pounds, even if it's not a spear tip, you're going to die. My wife threw 15 pounds of attitude at me the other day, and I wanted to die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was my fault. I'm just going to be real honest. It was all me. I'm sorry, baby. Please forgive me. <laughs> his shield bearer went ahead of him. He had a dude that carried his shield. That's how big his shield was. It was probably some of Gus's family. Them dudes are big. <laughs> now, here's what I want you to listen to, okay? It's very important. In verse 8, it says, Goliath stood and shouted at the ranks of Israel. Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man. Have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your servants. No, your subjects. And, no, where am I? Subjects, yes. And if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. The giants in your life do nothing but that. That's it. That's all they do is talk. Talk, 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 talk. Now, they sound real, and the thoughts in your head sound real, and, and all it is is talk. It says, then the Philistines said, this day I defy the armies of God. That's a bold statement, man. That is, that is, that is my dad was in the military 23 years of the Air Force, and I remember growing up as a kid, my dad's a pastor, he's always been a pastor, he said, son, if we ever go to war with Israel, I'm going to go to federal prison because I'm not going to fight against Israel. And I grew up believing that. I am very pro-Israel. I am very pro. They're going to win. They're God's chosen people, period. <laughs> Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' word, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. You, we, I let the giants talk us down. They were terrified. They were scared. No one fought the giant. Nobody didn't know if the giant could fight. Nobody didn't know how accurate he was with his spear. They were hiding. Point number two is this. Do not talk yourself out of victory before you enter the battle. If you're going to be all in, things are going to change. Things are going to transition. Things aren't going to be comfortable. Things aren't going to be easy. You're going to have to talk yourself into that fight. There's been many times in my life I talked myself into a fight by one of my boys going, bet you won't hit that dude. I was like, what? Don't tell me. <laughs> I bet I will. Don't talk yourself out of victory. It says they got terrified and they were hiding. You're going to be all in here at TC. you got to learn to be like David. Now, don't misunderstand. You're not David. I'm not David, but I'm going to learn from David. I'm not Jesus, but I'm going to learn from Jesus, and I'm going to try to be like Jesus, and I'm going to emulate Jesus, and I'm going to try to be like David, okay? Now, when you look at David, what was David doing during all this? Watching sheep. David didn't even know what was going on. David's chilling in a pastor. Got this cool staff, 
Got a slingshot, got his heart, man, he's out there. You know David got down, y'all. You know David got down. He wrote all the Psalms. How does he not get down? Come on. <clears throat> and it says, now the Israelites have been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out every morning and every evening to defile Israel. Why did Goliath do that? Why did Goliath come out every morning and challenge them to mess their whole day up? Now, let me ask you this question. Why did Goliath come out at night to mess their sleep up? Because when, when, when we allow those giants in our head and in our hearts and in our spirits to just come out and yell at us, we can't sleep. I never went to medical college, but I know this. If you don't sleep for so many days, you'll go crazy. I know this from having surgery and having to recover your body has to rest. Gus works out a little. I bet you you have a rest day, don't you? Listen, I told Pastor Brad, I was like, yo, man, I met Gus the other day at Walmart. That dude's big. He said, yeah. He said, I met his wife, too. He said, yeah. I said, not only would I not fight Gus, I would not fight her. She would beat me up. <laughs> I'm just going to give respect where respect's due. But I used to work out a lot, and I played ball, and, and, and you have to rest. Your body has to rest. If you overwork a muscle... If you overwork, you're going to burn out and you're going to die and the, body, the, the muscle's just not going to work anymore, okay? You have to rest. Your brain has to rest. Like some of y'all know I had weight loss surgery a year ago. I'm down 188 pounds as of this morning. Come on, Jesus. Yeah. I lost like three Pastor Justins, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dale eats lunch with me. I know he ain't three. That ain't, I didn't lose three. My body had to heal, and my body had to recover. And there's going to be times when the giants come out that you're just going to have to literally take control. You're going to have to do what the Bible says and take every thought captive. Because at that time, it wasn't a physical battle. It was just talk. Send me your best. I'll grind them into bones. I'll kill them. Then all of you are going to serve us. But here's what we don't understand. <laughs> Get ready. This is my favorite part right here. Oh, I got plenty of time. When you're sitting there and you decide that you're not going to talk yourself out of victory, you're going to do like David did. Now, here's what you got to understand about David. David was a shepherd. David was chilling with sheep and his father called him. David, Jason, Michael, Patrick, Smith, get over here. He thought he was in trouble because his dad used all five names. And what happened was he said, here's what I want you to do. Take this bread, take this cheese down to your brothers. His brothers were hungry, man. They needed grilled cheese sandwiches. And so David, what is the first thing David did? David found someone to watch the sheep. Because when you're going to be all in and, and you're not going to talk yourself out of battle, we still have responsibilities that we have to take care of. We still have things that we have to do. God has every one of you in this room serving in a place of God. Whether it be in your job, whether it be here at TC, whether it be wherever you're at, we are all missionaries. This is just a building. We are the church. I believe that with all of my heart. Everywhere we go, everything we do, everything we say is preaching. 
It's sharing our testimony. And we should not have to use words to share our testimony. It should be a lifestyle. That's what David did. David said, hey, man, this is our livelihood. This is how I have all these dope jackets and dope pants. I need you to watch my sheep. Then he was obedient to his dad because think about it like this. Anybody here the youngest child in your family? What's the worst thing your dad could do? Make you do something for your brothers and sisters because then they're lording it over you. Come here, sandwich boy. Come here, Jimmy Johns. (laughs) You better put that aioli mustard on my uh, aioli mayonnaise on my sandwich when you brought it, David. But he didn't care. He went down there. And when he went down there, all of Saul's army is just hiding out behind rocks. And he hears the men, he hears Saul go, whoever kills this giant, I will give them a place in my house. You can marry my daughter and you will never pay taxes again. And David said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And his brother Jesse even tried to talk trash to him. What are you doing here? He goes, I'm sorry, what did you say? If I marry, if I kill the giant, that's all I got to do? Y'all know what that is? That's power, money, and sex. That's three things all men want more of, but they just don't talk about. (laughs) Brings me to point three. When you realize that when where you are going is better than where you've been, you'll fight. You'll fight. David said, okay, let me get this straight. I can marry Hottie McPrincess over here. I can never pay taxes again, ever. I want that, y'all. I watched Armageddon. I'll go to a rock and blow it up just so I don't have to pay taxes again. And I got a good job making lots of money. And I don't got to pay taxes. Show me this thing. Where's this giant? Where's this uncircumcised Philistine? And here's what he did. He went out, and how many rocks did David take with him to go fight the giant? Anybody know? Five. Do you know why he took five? Not because he wasn't sure if he could hit him the first time, because he had brothers. I have brothers. These three men on the front row are my brothers. If any of you fight them, you're going to fight me. And so you better bring lots of rocks. That is what David did. And David took these rocks. And let me read. Let me read. I like reading. Reading's good. It's fundamental. Let me find where I am. Here we go. He goes out before Goliath, and and I'll pick up in verse 43. And Goliath said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. He mocked God. We going to fight. Come here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David still said to the Philistine, Listen to this part right here. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you had defied. When you're all in and you decide to fight and you realize that where you're going is better than where you've been, get ready. 
Because you're going to start getting attacked from all sides in your spiritual life and in your personal life. There's going to be attacks that come from everywhere. And, and you're going to be like, whoa, man, I just wanted to fight this one giant. I didn't know there was four other giants. He got brothers? Let me get some more rocks. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and strike you, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. That's gangster. This very day, I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. Y'all, I don't know that I want to go over there. They got some wild birds over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like normal birds. It's, tweet, tweet, tweet. it's like, I'm going to eat your eyeball birds. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody go to Israel. It's an amazing place. All those who gathered here will know that it is not by sword or by speared, spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's. That's what we have to realize when we go to fight jab our javelins, when we go to fight giants. You have to go with God. You have to know who God is. The reason why David could fight the giant is because he already had fought a bear, and he had already fought a lion, and he had been faithful in doing what he was doing before he was called to be that king. Before he was called to, to marry Heidi McPrincess, before he was called to take his brother's cheese, he was faithful. Do you want to know what that faithfulness looks like on an everyday practical level? Read your Bible. Get discipled. What does disciple mean? It means learning how to pray and why to pray. It means learning how to read your Bible and why to read your Bible. I'm a big-time Second Amendment guy. I love to hunt. There's, I don't hide it. If you don't like hunting, that's okay. When everything goes south, all you have to do is make it to my house. You'll be all right. But you better bring something to the table. Nobody rides for free. You better learn how to sow or <laughs> plant vegetables. Make biodiesel out of grease because you got to bring something to the table. That's all I'm saying. Um, I would never go to the woods and go hunting without taking bullets for my gun, ever. As a Christian, if we walk in here and all we do every Sunday is sit in a pew and sit in a chair and worship and praise and get our, our soul tickled a little by the amazing word of Pastor Brad, you're missing it. You're missing it. That's just like, that's, that's like... I don't even know what it's like. That's like going to Buffalo Wild Wings and licking the sauce off one wing. <laughs> oh, I almost spilled the water. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. David wasn't backing up. David wasn't scared because all this is is a giant. I didn't even a bear or a lion. Man, I think I'd rather fight a, a giant than a bear or a lion. Have you seen how sharp their claws are? And they will shred you up. David took his rock, and he's out there. And you know in my heart what I think David was doing as he's slinging? He was singing songs to Jesus. He was singing songs to God because he knew the peace of God that passes all understanding. He knew, I serve the great I am. Let me finish this up. Whack. He had practiced so much 
that he didn't hit him in that 125-pound breastplate. He didn't hit him in that big old giant helmet. He didn't even knock the 15-pound spearhead out of his hand. He smacked my man right between the eyes. Because when you serve Father God, he's going to teach you how to fight, and he's going to teach you how to hit hard and hit the first time. When I was bouncing in bars, my number one thing was to try to knock you out on the first punch because I didn't want to hurt my weak hand. I wanted to hit you with the hard hand so the weak hand wouldn't get broken like this hand. It's all jacked up. Point number four is when you have God on your side, nothing can stop you, period. Y'all are about to move into an amazing new facility. And can I tell you how excited I am about that for y'all? It is going to allow y'all to grow. It is going to allow y'all to come out from underneath the shadow of a giant that has done nothing but this. I'm going to call that right now. I don't even care. I was in your new church last night, and it was powerful. <laughs> Let me just say this. I love you 3,000. A lot of folks just teared up. Whoa. Not going to lie, I cried at that point. I love you 3,000. <laughs> I'm excited for where you're going. I love this church. I love this city. I love your pastor's vision. I honor Pastor Brad. I asked him one time, what would you consider yourself to be successful? Like, like, what would you have to do in your lifetime to be considered a success in ministry? Because that's those cool things that pastors ask each other when we drink coffee like this. <laughs> Without hesitation, he looked at me and he said, to be successful, I would have to have a hundred sons who have a hundred sons. If you don't understand what that means, he wants to raise a hundred people. He wants to disciple you. He wants to put the sling in your hand. Not just put the sling in your hand, he wants to show you how to pick out the right rock. Because you want a rock that's going to be have aerodynamics and wind shear. It's going to cut through a helmet. It's going to smack a giant right between the eyes, and the giant's going to fall. And then he's going to teach you like David learned. David said, not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to take your sword. And I want to think it was like that uh, Braveheart sword. It was like this tall, and David was like this tall. And, like, I imagine David not even being hardly able to get that sword over his head. But when he got it up, it didn't matter. Because Father God gave him the power and the downstroke took care of everything else. Wow, he cut that dude's head off. You're going to fight giants. In this move, in this transition, there's going to be giants that aren't even going to be giants. They're going to be lies and whispers. It's going to be, am I supposed to go all the way to that side of town, do y'all realize you have Starbucks and Buffalo Wild Wings in your parking lot? <laughs> we were at lunch. I have lunch pretty much every Thursday with Brad and J.O., and, and, and when they told me that, I was like, what? You got Starbucks right there. <laughs> and that other wing place that I never eat at. David took the Philistine's head and brought it to Jerusalem. He put the Philistine's weapon in his own tent. That's pretty dope. He killed him and he's like, oh, I'm keeping this. 
I mean, y'all can have all that, but ah, this is mine. I got this. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this young man? As surely as you live, your majesty, I don't know. I don't want to be famous. I want to be servant to all. If you're all in, be like David. Be servant to all. Be servant to all. You can't become unfamous. You become infamous, but you can't become unfamous. Find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul. David still holding the Philistine's head. Let me tell you something. One of my giants is running. I hate running. If I am running, something is chasing me, and I am out of ammo. And I don't got to be faster than that. I just got to be faster than you. So if I hit you in the knee as I run by, deuces. <laughs> but I told my wife, I'm going to run one marathon one time in my entire life, and it's going to be the Disney marathon. And the only reason I'm running is to get that medal so that I can show my kids what I was and what Jesus can do and where I can go. But... Once I get that medal, I'm never taking it off. I swear to God, everywhere I go, <laughs> you'll see me at Target, self-checkout lane, boop, boop. <laughs> Imagine that was David with the head, except that head probably started stinking. <laughs> Y'all ready to fight giants? Four people are. You got four going with you. Are you ready to fight giants? Amen. Here's what I can tell you about fighting giants. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. But it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day.